What's up, fam? It is Jay Williams here on the Get Strong, Lose Weight podcast, where we help you get strong and lose weight because we believe when you feel strong, capable, and confident, you live a better life. I'm Coach Jay, and I'm here today with Coach Deanna. I asked Coach Deanna to join me on the podcast today because all day long, basically Monday through Friday, we're always trying to figure out ways to help our clients. And you may not know this if you're a client, but we talk about you all a lot because we're trying to figure out ways to help you get to your goals. We're trying to figure out ways to overcome whatever blocks that you have, help you stay motivated and get you to where you want to be. So we do a lot of this behind the scenes. And I just thought today, because Deanna brought up a really good question the other day, I just thought today we would do this uh, for you, like in front of the scenes. So we're going to talk a little bit today about how to stay motivated, because I think this is one of the most common problems that we see is clients that kind of start with motivation and then certain things happen and their motivation wanes. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to ask Coach Deanna to give me an example of what what struggles that she's had. And I'm going to talk through how I would motivate them and what and how I would solve that problem. And in hopes that you can take something away from this that can help you in your fitness journey. Does that sound good, coach? Sounds great. (laughs) Solid. All right. So we just spent about five minutes talking through this before. And I said, what is your biggest kind of struggle? So tell me again what you just told me. What, What is your biggest struggle when it comes to helping clients get to their goals? Yeah. One of the biggest struggles is when we begin the fitness journey, it doesn't matter what kind of goal we have, we always feel motivated, motivated at the beginning. We have a goal of either running or lifting or losing a whole bunch of weight. Our goal is clear. And then we get started and we have all this energy and motivation and determination to get it done. And we have an awesome plan. This is what we're going to do on a weekly basis. This is how things are going to go. But somehow on the road, things happen. Life happens. It starts to get hard. It starts to get boring. It starts to get not as fun. And we start to not see results as fast as maybe we were expecting. And that energy and that motivation and that determination starts to go from 100 points to maybe 60, and then it dwells maybe down to a 40. How do we get past those moments when things are hard to continue on the goal and the path to get to where we want to be? So how do we continue to be quote unquote motivated, even though I want to say that we're not always motivated. Is it more of a discipline? Is it more following a structure, just doing it? Like, how do we continue to push through those moments when we don't feel like doing it? And how do we get clients to feel that we're not always going to be motivated? I'm not always motivated, but I still go and show up. So how do we get past that? Yeah, this is such a good question. This can apply to fitness or anything, really. So let me ask you some questions then. So you've done a lot of interesting things. A lot of hard things mm-hmm. in your life. And every time I talk to you, yeah. there's some new layer that you that I discover about <laughs> your life. But think about a challenge that you've had in the past. So yeah. I want you to think about something that was like legitimately going from zero to one. Okay. So you were a smoker back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you decided yeah. one day to stop. Yeah. Was it some sort of big event that said, I have to stop doing this? I got a new boyfriend and he thought it was gross. Okay, great. You had a new environment and you decided yeah. I'm going to stop. So what was the, how did you, what was the first thing you did to stop? At first, to be honest, I hit it. Mm-hmm. So I did my best to continue smoking. 
but the scent and the flavor in my body um, was still present. And he was into working out. So I couldn't do anything. I wheezing, tired, and then craving. So I couldn't hide it for very long. That wasn't sustainable. Yeah. That's what most people do with their, with when they get out of shape too. They first, they try to, they, they get bigger clothes or they wear more black or whatever it is. And then at a certain point, it gets to the point where they have to do something about it. So with your smoking, yeah. when you decided, Oh, I have to stop doing this. How did you do it? The first thing I did was went the easy route. I remember getting a vape pen. So I didn't want to stop the cravings because it brought anxiety. So I got like a vaporizing pen that removed the flavor in my mouth and the smell in my hair. And I used that for a while, but that didn't solve my not being able to hike and my wheezing or just my overall health. Yeah. That wasn't very sustainable either. So, so you first, you tried to hide it. Then you came up with like a mildly better. Yeah. So like the parallel to that would be like, oh, I'm putting on a little bit of weight. I'm going to try to hide that. And then I'm going to, I'm going to try to eat a little bit better. Let me go for the low calorie ice cream instead of the Ben and Jerry's, or let me try to eat, let me try to eat well, like five days a week and then take weekends off or whatever it is. So they take some sort of intermediate step, but it still wasn't getting you to where you needed to be. So what was the next step? The next step was, I believe just cold Turkey. Like it was more of a conversation between myself and at times being put down by the person I was with in a good way now that Mm. I see back and really being told in my face, if you keep smoking, you're going to smell bad. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's bad for your health. And it really was like a slap in my face of like reality. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this, this gross, this is bad for me. Um, I really need to stop. Is it worth more smoking and doing this? Or is it worth more like my health kind of thing? It was like a, Yeah, it was like a bucket of ice water in my face kind of conversation. A few of them. Yeah. So you had this like seminal moment where you had this conversation with your boyfriend and it just got real clear like this isn't going to work long term. Whether it impacted your relationship or it was just a bad thing for your health. That was like the moment, right? Yeah. And that brought you a high level of motivation to do it. Yeah. And you took the hardest step, which is to just quit cold turkey. Yeah. Yep. So your motivation was really high to do something really hard. But after a couple of weeks, I'm sure you had times where you were just really wanting that cigarette. Especially when we wouldn't hang out or when we whatever broke up or when I was drinking with my buddies where I started smoking. Yeah. That's where I was like, I can just do it sometimes. It's it'll be fine. But there was no sometimes. The moment I did it sometimes, we would go back to two packs a day. So that that was not okay. It was like, you need to stop and you need to stop now. So you would sort of start to slide back in and try to let it creep in. And then you'd go all in on smoking again. Right. Yep. And how long did that usually take? I'm sure you stopped and started a few times. How long did it take in between that initial stop? And then you started, it could have been like two to three weeks, maybe even the month if I avoided the people, but yeah, not very long. In my head, it was a long time. Like, I haven't smoked in three weeks. It'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. This is great because you started this by talking about like how to stay motivated, right? Your motivation is super high at the seminal moment. Whenever that thing happens that's a, that makes you say, I have to do the, I have to quit or I have to clean up my life or whatever it is. And this happens with our clients yeah. as well. It's just, man, I had this horrible thing happen. 
I have to stop this. I have to get him better. And that motivation will lead you to doing the hardest thing you can think of. In your case, it was cold turkey. For some of our clients, it's like signing up for this program. And your motivation sustains you for a week or two. And then you can go back to your normal life. Like maybe you have some like stressors or like you said, you're hanging around with other people kind of got you into this thing. And it just doesn't feel like it's that important anymore for you to stop doing it. And so yeah. you start or to kinda... feel invincible. What's that? Or you feel invincible. So you feel like it's not going to be like an obstacle anymore. Oh yeah. Like you've made overcome it. this issue. <laughs> yeah. I'm fit now. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay, great. So this is perfect. This is, and you've seen this with clients, right? This happens. Yeah. Yes, all the time. No, there's different reasons behind them hopping back on, but it usually happens around the two to three week mark. Sometimes people make it four to six weeks, but this happens because your motivation is fleeting. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So I want to introduce a concept called the motivation action cycle. Okay. So you actually, so motivation is fleeting. It is emotional and it comes and goes, right? Mm -hmm. The motivation action cycle is basically you need to be motivated to get something started. And that's the hardest part is getting started, just like getting the thing moving in the first place. And then once you get moving, that get kind of gets you taking action. And if you take action and you start to see results, then you get to be motivated again. If you take action and you don't see results, then your motivation just fades to zero. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in a weight loss example, let's say that somebody comes in, they sign up, they're super motivated because something happened. They couldn't fit into a dress or something like that. And they're motivated. They're like, I'm going to fit into this dress come hell or high water. And they start taking the actions and it's really hard (laughs) which erodes on their motivation. And Mm -hmm. after about a week or two, they look at the scale and they aren't seeing that they've lost any weight. Yeah. What happens to their motivation? It just tanks, right? Yeah. Now let's flip that. Let's say after two weeks, they look at the scale and they've lost five pounds. What happens to their motivation then? Skyrocket. Yeah. It keeps going up. Now they're like, now they're like, you know what? I don't just want to fit into this dress. I want to fit into the dress I used to wear in high school. And that's where the motivation comes again. And that's when you set the big goal. When we get started, when we get people started in a program, my only goal is to get them off of zero and get them moving and then get them results as fast as possible. Does that make sense? Yep. So in your smoking example, if you stop smoking for two weeks, And you start running and at the end of two weeks, you're able to run a mile in, let's say, 10 minutes. And before it took you 15, you're going to feel fairly motivated to continue this path of not smoking, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's say that you have a a flight of stairs that you have to walk up every day to get to work. And at the end of two weeks, you're not winded walking up those stairs and you notice that's going to motivate you to keep going. And in fact, like it, it'll motivate you to set another goal that is more than the goal that you had before. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So tell me like what kind of, what finally got you to quit smoking for good? I think the internal motivation of remembering or every time I would fall back into it, 
what how it affected my the people around me mm-hmm. and their perception of me. So mm-hmm. again, I wouldn't fit into like hikes. This person was also into alpinism, so I, I tried to do some like mountain climbing, and yeah. that was hard in elevation. If I didn't stop smoking, I would not be able to hang out with my friends. Yeah, that was I felt pathetic. Yeah, that feeling was gross. I'm not going to have that. Was there a moment where you stopped long enough to see that this is actually working? Yeah. What was it? And I tested it. I think it was like two years, maybe three. No. Was there a moment early on, let's say one of these bouts where mm-hmm. you stopped and like three weeks later, six weeks later, whatever, like you noticed some sort of difference? Um, probably as soon as I stopped, I just remember that from that day on, my life just changed progressively. I can't remember a moment where I was like, oh, I can now walk up the stairs, but I do remember all the things that I could continue to do without it. So mm-hmm. it never crossed my mind. Why would I want to include it in my life anymore? Yeah. If it yeah. would hurt all these other things that I now have. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a moment and you don't know exactly when it was, but there was a moment where it was like better to keep going on the path and doing things that are moving you forward than it was to slide back to what you were doing before. Right. Yeah. I was going to lose all those new things. Yeah. And it sounds like there was a bit of a shift in focus. Here's all the new possibilities. I can go hiking up the mountains. I can do all of these things that I was doing with my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is what I mean by the motivation action cycle. Like you're motivated to take a really hard action. You get some progress from that action and then it motivates you to continue taking that action yeah. with me. Uh-huh. This is a great example because stopping smoking, stopping anything is not like, it's not super motivating in and of itself. Like you're not motivated to stop smoking because then you're always thinking about smoking, right? Yeah. Like you might be motivated if you're feeling like crap, but the motivation really is I want to feel better. Mm -hmm. You, You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And to feel better, you're going to have to stop smoking. You probably have to do five or six other things. But as you start to take the actions to feel better, then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You'll keep being motivated to feel better. It's not a surprise that you are now running ultra endurance races because you've taken that more to the extreme. Like, I'm going to keep feeling better and better and better. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So for clients, it's what you want is quick wins at the beginning So that when you get started going from zero to one, you start to see that it's paying off. So I I actually am a big fan of like, not necessarily going all in, but doing everything you can right up front, even if it's painful. Because if you're going to do the painful thing anyway, you might as well do all the pain. Right. Let's let's do some workouts. Let's clean up our diet. Let's make sure that we're sleeping. Let's do all of those things because I'm going to start seeing results in 10 days. Like you will feel results in 10 days if you start a workout program and you go all in. Yeah. And then after those 10 days, like maybe your goal was to lose 10 pounds, but you really need to lose like 50. If you lose like three pounds in those 10 days, which is totally possible, like you'd just be losing water weight, but you lose those three pounds, you're going to be way more motivated to lose those 50 because you you feel like you're on the path. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely. So when people ask you how you stay motivated, 
Like you said it earlier, I'm not really motivated all the time. That's absolutely true. But you make yourself do the thing anyway. Why is that? I think it's because I keep looking back at my goal and think about if I don't do this, am I going to get there? Do I really want that? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I want it. Yeah. Okay. I need to just keep doing this. Yeah. Remind myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why we set this. Just the initial goal is get off the couch and do something. And then you start doing something. And then once you have that second blast of motivation, let's set some big goals. I want to lose that 50 pounds because I already have this momentum. I can keep this going. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you have this goal that is drawing you forward and you'll keep taking actions. You'll do stuff that you couldn't have imagined when you first started. Like instead of three days a week, you might work out five days a week. And instead of just eating a good breakfast, you're going to eat good all the time because you are so motivated to that goal because you've seen this progress. With me? Yeah. When I think about how to, when I'm working with a client, I think about how to motivate them when they start to fall off. I just look at it as, okay, great. We're starting over again. Right? Like we're starting over with the basics. Okay, let's go back to the very basic thing that we need to do. And I need to sell you on the fact that you need to do this basic thing. And we need to give you just enough motivation to do this basic thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they can pick up on their cycle? Sorry, say that again? So they can pick up on their own cycle of doing that thing, seeing the result and feeling more motivated to do more things, to see the result, yep. to then feel more motivated, to yep. set the goal even higher and do more and continue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So somebody coming in, they say, Hey, I want to fit into that dress and they do it for two or three weeks. And then they just fall off because of one reason or another. I'm going to go back yeah. and have the conversation like, Hey, you signed up because you said you wanted to fit into this dress. Do you still want to fit into the dress? Why or why not? How does it feel when you look at that dress in your closet? Does, does it make you feel good about yourself? Yes, I'm going to fit into this. Or does it make you feel bad? Like I'm not doing the things that I need to do to get there. And if you were given the choice, would you rather feel good or would you rather feel bad? Most people are going to say they would rather feel good. Okay, great. Here's three simple steps that we can do to get you started right now. So you can start feeling good that you are making progress towards your goal. Let's start with a simple workout. Let's do, you know, some simple nutrition, Let's do some simple, whatever, make sure you get seven hours of sleep. And I can tell you from personal experience here, Deanna, like I've had to reset myself many times, just like you did with smoking. It's you started it and you, you stopped and then you started again and then you stopped and who knows, maybe next week you'll start again. Probably not, but (laughs) you might start again and then you'd have to stop again. And in order to stop, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to take that first step and then the second step and the third step. The good news is if you've already taken a few steps down that road, let's say for me, I've worked out for many years. If I took six weeks off, it's not going to take me that long to get back on that wagon again. Like it will be about two or three workouts and I'll start to feel good about myself. And then about two weeks in, I'll start to, I'll start to notice the difference. And then about four weeks in other people start to notice the difference. And then six, eight weeks in, I'm pretty close to the best shape I've ever been. And that's, we're talking about like 40 days. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure it does. I like to think about this as like a flywheel. And when, and when you're on a spinning bike, you ever been on one of those spinning bikes and you have to push really hard to get it going, but then the second push, it goes a little faster 
And then as it gets going, then it's still hard, but like it's easier than it is when you start. Yeah. It's got momentum in it. Yeah, exactly. When you're thinking about motivation, coming back to this, sometimes people just get stopped and you have to start them with some really big, hard push to get them going again. And it takes motivation. It like, you need really high motivation to make that first push. Hey, remember that dress, remember your goal. Remember that you want to live to be 90, (laughs) right? Whatever that thing is that motivates you. Right. And then it's just easier to keep it going. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. It helps bring it down to this, this steps kind of way to see it more of a bigger picture. And that ultimately this applies to not only fitness, but this applies to why we get up in the morning and go to work. Like, yep. why do we shower? Why do we do what we do? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and at a certain point, it becomes so easy that it's like harder to stop doing it than it is to keep doing it. It's just, once you've gotten yeah, used to coming- It becomes a part of life. Yeah, exactly. Once you get used to coming to the gym at 545 every Monday morning, like when 545 Monday morning comes around, you're going to feel weird if you don't go. And it, it doesn't take as much motivation. And, you know, let's say you skip a couple of 545 Mondays. Like it's going to take you many weeks of skipping before that ha- that like back of your mind habit it stops firing. And so part of what I think our job is as coaches is to get the flywheel going and figure out a way to keep it going. One of the ways we do that is quick wins. If you're getting wins, then you want to keep doing it. But ultimately, it's not about what you do the first two weeks. It's about what you do three months in, six months in, nine months in, when it becomes so automatic that it feels wrong not to do it. That's where you start to see the real like long-term progress. This is all I do all day is coach. And this is, this applies to everything. It's not just, it's not just fitness. It applies to running a business. Yeah. It applies to getting out of a bad relationship. It applies to finding your next relationship, but you got to do some uncomfortable stuff. You'll be super motivated, get some wins, more motivation. So I think the best thing I would do here, if you have someone who's struggling is just acknowledge it and say, great, let's forget all the things that have happened in the past. Let's forget the fact that you start smoking again. And let's remember mm-hmm. why we're doing this. And then let's take the the smallest, easiest first step. You with me? Yes, I'm doing taking notes. <laughs> so like... Somebody that's been doing this two or three weeks, their goal is to lose 40, 50 pounds and they fall off by going out with their friends for drinks or whatever. And then they skip your Monday session because they weren't feeling up to it. Right. How would you have that conversation with them? First, I would say if it was just one session and one drinks, we didn't set back a lot. Like, let's just, why are we doing this? It was to lose that weight. Okay, cool. How much have we lost? Eight of those 10. Cool. Let's just continue and lose those last two or bring it up to more weight if we need to. But let's not focus on what you did on one Saturday and focus on what you did the other six days. We need six more days. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. That's what I would do as well. The other thing I would do is I would highlight that over the last two weeks, let's call it 16 days, you did all the stuff you were supposed to do. 13 of those 16 days, 
right? That's, that's like a pretty high percentage of doing the right thing. Yeah. What was life yeah. like the previous three months? Like 13 or 16, you're somewhere around 80, 90% compliance. What was your compliance yeah. on your health and fitness routine the previous three months? <laughs> right. Was it 50%? Was it 20%? Okay, great. If you can get 80, 90%, over the course of the next three months, you're going to make amazing progress. So that one day off, I mean, even if you, let's say smoking, like if you smoked once a week, you wouldn't have a, like, you would probably be okay to run up the hills and do all the things you're doing. It's not ideal, mm-hmm. but it's, right. it's in such a small dose that it's not going to derail you that much. Yeah. Like highlighting the wins, I think makes a big difference as well. Yeah. That's important for them to see it. Not just us as coaches, like, you know, one needs to experience the benefit of the wins and how many friends we now have because we stopped smoking. Oh yeah. I have friends now. And yeah, how much I can do without this weight on my body. Yeah. It's the positive outcomes that motivate us to do more. It's not the negative. If you've ever tried to train a dog, like you can yell at a dog to sit, but they're more likely to sit if you give them a treat when they sit. Right. We are much more motivated to feel good than we are to feel bad. And so what happens when people go off of their routine is they feel bad about those two or three days. But if you highlight the 13 days that they did really well, then it actually motivates you more than beating yourself up about the two or three days you didn't do well. Right. So, yeah, it's this is this is a problem that every person in the in the world has. I don't know anyone who's motivated all the time to do everything. (laughs) And if you don't, if you don't solve it for yourself, then you're never going to achieve the things that you say are important to you. And some people solve it by grinding on just forcing themselves to do stuff. And that works too. But I actually find that if you take a step back and you look a little bit at the psychology of it, I like to be lazy Mm -hmm. with this stuff. I just need to be motivated twice, once at the beginning and then once things get going. And then I'll forgive myself my mistakes and celebrate any wins that I get. Yeah. So anyways, we'll see if this is useful for people that are listening, because I think a lot of people are, are they do struggle with motivation. If it is, then we'll do more stuff like that. If it's not, yeah, tell us to go back to the other format. (laughs) Is this useful for you? Great. This is really helpful for me, at least in my journey of helping others. So thank you. Solid. Solid. All right. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you have any questions or there's things that you want to discuss, then don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can, you can get us at info at hailfitness.com and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.